Um, what can I say except can you acknowledge the presence of the Lord in this place? Can we just take a minute and acknowledge that he is here? And it doesn't take special music, it doesn't take lights, it doesn't take screens, it takes two people lifting up the name of the Lord for the presence of the Lord to come. So we should come with great expectation of God moving in your life. And uh, the word that Elizabeth had, I want you to know we all have people that we are literally warring for. Whether it's a sick child or a lost family member or just broken relationships. Um, if, if, if you're not, um, if we're not in the right place, if we're not in the Word and in the Spirit, Satan would be winning. There's so many broken families and broken issues out in this world and uh, we've got, where we're going to go after we leave this uh, knowing your enemy is going to be um, the, going into the, the full armor of God and know how to battle these enemies. We've been talking about these enemies, but to know how to battle. And God's given us the prescription for, win, for winning our battles, but we've got to fight them his way. It shows us that if we fight them our way, they're bigger and stronger. They're more than, more than us, and we're going to lose. And I just want to encourage you, the presence of the Lord is here, and I believe he's speaking. And I want to ask you to just prepare your heart for the Lord to speak to you, not necessarily through my word, maybe through my word, but just through his spirit. When his spirit comes, he comes with healing in his wings, scripture tells us. When the Holy Spirit comes, he teaches you and leads you and guides you into all truth. But you've got to have a heart that's willing to be led. We can come in here and sing great songs and do fun things and have hard hearts. So I want you to, uh, I want to go back to that song that we did. I know it was new and I know it was different, but let us never lose our wonder of how incredible God is and that you may come in here with an absolute disaster about to happen. And I want you to know that God can handle it. God can handle what you're walking through and what you're about to walk through. Some of you have come in here broken, do not know how tomorrow's going to work out. Hey, brother, don't leave. I want to catch you before you leave. I'm glad you're here. Sorry. If I see you and I don't get a chance to talk to you, I'm going to point you out and I'm going to Stick you out like a sore thumb. Okay. Um, God can move in your situation. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Do you know we sang that? You said it four times. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? What are you facing? I want you to know that the Lord can handle that. He's not only over us and over this earth. He is over the entire universe and beyond what we even have knowledge of. He is our creator and he can handle it. He can handle what you're walking through. So I want to encourage you, acknowledge the presence of the Lord, surrender to him, and lock arms with him, and get in his yoke, and walk with him. His yoke is easy, 
and his burden is light. I've got a yoke in my office. I even thought about bringing it out here this morning. I've taught on it before. It's this old school cow yoke. And it would hurt if you, just you and me hooked in together. It's going to rub. It's going to hurt. But I want you to know that God's yoke has velvety, soft lamb's wool. Do you hear me? It doesn't chafe. It's gentle. And it's full of love. And his burden is light and easy. Okay. Somebody receive. We've got to know who our enemy is. We've been talking about the uh, children of Israel leaving Egypt. Father, in Jesus' name, let us learn. Let us get what you have today. Holy Spirit, we just slow ourselves down and we ask you right now to speak directly into our hearts. The children of Israel were delivered from slavery. Days later, wanted to go back. Days later, doubted where they were going. Waters opened up. They wouldn't walk through. They wanted to continue praying. And God said, stop praying, start marching. Start walking. I've opened the waters for you. Start walking. They walked through the waters. They wound up in the desert 40 years. And there were these enemies in the promised land that the Lord said, I will deliver them to you. But when you go to face them, you must conquer them. Kill them all. Don't let your people marry those people. Kill them. And here are the enemies. Do you remember? They were the Hivites. Let's see if I can say these. The Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Seven nations greater and mightier than you. We've gone back to the Hebrew to look at what each one of these names mean. The Lord said he will and he has delivered them. They know that they knew that we were coming. They knew that they were defeated, but we're just waiting for the children of Israel to show up. The Hittite, spirit of fear, dread, intimidation. The Gergeshite, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it means dense and thick. And it is a hindrance in your ability to learn the challenging scripture to that is, I have the mind of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. And it is the Holy Spirit that teaches me his word, his ways. It's the Holy Spirit that speaks what the Father is saying. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, he speaks to me in a way that I understand. He doesn't speak over my head. He speaks my language. You know, the Holy Spirit does not speak a foreign language to you. He speaks your language. Next one. The Amorite, a spirit of pride. That was a big one. Last week was the Canaanite, which is a spirit of compromise. I would encourage you, if you're battling and any of these kind of ring true and you weren't here for that, go back, go to our website and download it. So today, I want to go quickly. I've gotten into a little bit of a bad habit of keeping y'all late, so I want to I get going a little bit quicker. The parasite, it's not a parasite, it's an issue too, but the parasite, which is a spirit of power and control. This word, if you go to the Hebrew and look it up, it means open country, no walls, an unwalled village or city. It comes from the, uh, the root word meaning having no walls, no boundaries, no restraint, um, or to separate. 
And this interpretation of this enemy is obvious. People that, are, that, that have this enemy in their camp, that they're living with this enemy, um, doesn't listen to anyone before acting. Doesn't give an account to anyone except to themselves. Lives without laws, rules, and principles. Independent, lawless, disorderly, unruly, and rebellious. Doesn't submit or obey because he lives in a world without boundaries. Separates himself from others so that he doesn't have to be accountable to them. This is a spirit of power and control. Or let me phrase it this way. It is a spirit against authority. And can I encourage you just for a minute? This may not feel like an encouragement, but this is kind of my backdoor way of encouraging or whatever. In our flesh, we all struggle. Nobody likes being told what to do. Nobody likes it. I can tell you, I definitely can identify with struggling with this one. Do you know that God had to deal with his own angels that struggled with this spirit. It's why Satan was cast down and a third of the angels. This is a big deal, church. Lucifer, Satan, had been given a certain measure of authority by God, but he decided to exceed his boundaries and and attempt to exalt himself for his throne to be above God's throne. And one third of the angels joined in with him. The kingdom of God operates on a principle of authority. And each position of authority has distinct limits and measures of rule. And a Christian whose life has been overshadowed by this parasite cannot be given to any authority by God because they will not stay within their measure of rule. The Apostle Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says that we, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God has appointed us. A sphere which especially includes you, for we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you, for it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ." What is he saying? He's saying that the Apostle Paul's been given certain authority and he is saying clearly that you, this church, fall under that. And he's also saying, I'm not going outside of that. I'm staying within what God has given me the authority to do. I want you to know that you have a sphere of authority. Every one of you do. Authority that you have, that you have people that are under you that you have things that are under you, but you also have a sphere of authority that is covering you. And it's so incredibly important that, number one, you know where those boundaries are and that you stay within those boundaries. And we're going to see later as we continue in this, this message, those boundaries are there to protect you, not to hurt you. Those boundaries are to keep you from sliding out and getting hurt out from under the authority of God. And if y'all remember, I taught years ago on authority and I talked about an umbrella. 
and how as long as I stay under the umbrella, even if hail's coming down, not too crazy of hail, like watermelon-sized hail, but little pieces of hail, that even, that even a cheap umbrella will protect me. But we showed the story of me and my wife, and, and me, have, have you husbands ever tried to hold an umbrella with your wife? Uh, it's challenging. Because I don't know about you, but if a little bit of water gets on Elizabeth, she'll grab it and move it around, and all of a sudden, we've got problems. I'm getting hit in the head by the, by the wires in it, and I'm getting wet, and she's getting wet, and it doesn't work if she holds the umbrella. It works better when I hold it. And if she only knew, I really don't care about getting wet. I care about her not getting wet. In fact, I just let her, sometimes I'm just like, just take it. Do you know that's what we do? Husbands, that's what we do. We get fed up and we don't want the authority and we don't want the responsibility and we just say, honey, just take it. And we get outside of that sphere of what God has placed us for, to protect our families, to protect our church, to protect our jobs, to protect our kids. My kids don't need to be holding my umbrella. I need to be holding it. I'm thinking about them. They're not thinking about me. They shouldn't be. You know, stuff floats, flows downhill. I have my children in mind. Father God has us in mind when he places the sphere of of authority over us. It says that all authority has been placed by God for your benefit. Not to hurt me, not to control me. God is not one that controls. He has completely released us, given us complete freedom to choose him. Such an awesome picture. But the parasite never will abide to their boundaries as determined by the Lord that's recording in his word. Even when it comes to marriage, to husbands and wife, we reject the biblical authority that God has placed. You know, if you're a man, the moment you get married, there is, there is a spiritual law, specific boundaries that are associated with being a husband. If a man doesn't want these restrictions or rules or these boundaries, he shouldn't get married. The same is true of the office of wife. A man who dwells with a parasite in his land will get married, but by his his actions will refuse to fulfill the function of a husband. When we start to step outside of, of leading our household as God has called men, us to, what happens is when we kind of veer away from that, you know what else we're capable of doing? Veering away from raising our kids. Next thing you know, we're veering away from providing for our family. Now we're doing nothing that we're supposed to do as a husband. What are we supposed to be? What's the primary role of a husband? Is to provide for the family. Is to provide discipline to children. To give spiritual oversight and leadership to your family. 
to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Not lord over her with power and control. There is a proper way. God has given us incredible um, instructions for an incredible marriage. But it is, and I will tell you, I have done it. It's so easy to slip outside and not want to do some of the stuff that we should do. Can anybody relate? The spirit of control, spirit of power and control. In the same way with husband, wife, father, and mother, that there are these limited measures of rule. The Bible is full of parameters, parameters, rules, and laws, and regulations that set our boundaries in every situation. When we really begin to follow the Lord and his kingdom, we start to recognize that his ways protect us. They care for us. They're not trying to take away our fun. I've got a friend that every time I talk about Dave Ramsey, he thinks he's not allowed to eat out anymore. I love eating out. Well, I love to eat out too. You can still eat out. Dave Ramsey's plan is not you can never eat out anymore. Dave Ramsey's plan is just saying you've got to give every dollar a name. You've got to tell your money where it's going, not your money tell you where you're going. That you get control over your money, not let your money control you. We so easily twist these things to think, oh, they're trying to control me. So what do we do? And I want you to know, as a child, I was the picture of rebellion. I didn't want to even do the things that I did, that I did except that I was told I couldn't do it. So then I thought, well, I can't do that. Well, watch me. I didn't even like it. But I had a spirit driving me. Are y'all with me? I had this enemy called rebellion. And you know what rebellion is? It's witchcraft. Scripture says it's witchcraft. This spirit of power and control is a spirit of witchcraft, trying to control in areas that you are not, you have not been given authority to control. A Christian that is free of this enemy is constantly aware of the lines that have been measured by the Lord. He delights knowing where those lines are, finds security of knowing where it's safe and where it isn't. And I want you to know this should be leading you to the thought of where is the fear of the Lord. I'm not talking about your marriage situation and how mean your husband is or how bossy your wife is or how bad your boss is. Where is your fear, your fear of the Lord? When you go and line yourself up with God's word and his spirit, where are you with God? Do you know the only way that you can come under authority is by God filling you? There's no way. You can't do it. It takes the Lord to be able to properly come under kingdom authority. Do you know our flesh is fighting us at every turn? Every turn in marriage, in jobs, in our, what we're looking at, in what we're listening to, in the decisions that we're making. It says in Psalm chapter uh, 16, verse 5, 
Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who, who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. You are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lots, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. In every circumstance, there are boundaries and laws that should regulate our behavior. I want you to think about when you take your child to the library. Do you let them run crazy? Well, maybe you do. If you do and you're not respectful of the rules of the library, then may, you, may have a, you may be a redneck. You may be a parasite. <laughs> Here's your sign. Those of y'all that don't know Jeff Foxworthy. But that's the questions you need to ask. When I'm put in a position of needing to come under authority, am I bucking it every time? If you are, you're probably battling a little bit with this enemy. Can I tell you that's what I'm praying that the light will go on for you? To be able to say, ooh, I do kind of feel that way. Do you go to Walmart and go in the item, 20 items or less with 50 items? Don't say anything. Elizabeth literally gives me a hard time every time, and I'm usually pretty sure I'm under 20, but it looks like more than 20. So we have discussions about the 20 or less line. When people do question you about your about their boundaries, do you snap back and size them up and put them where they belong? Do y'all follow me? When Chick-fil-A says they'll give you, or Zaxby says they'll give you one sauce, but you want a second one and you don't want to pay for it? Do you see what I'm saying? And listen, I am, I am, I am guilty I am guilty. I get on the phone and I don't take no for an answer. I don't care what the boundaries are. I want what I want. Sometimes at all cost. And I want you to know at all cost is wrong. God's got a place for me to, to still find cover. But to be able to stand up when I need to stand up. God's not wanting us to just lay down. He wants us to be men and women of God that fight the right battle and surrender at the right time. There is a right time to surrender. Your surrender is to Christ. And the Word of God says sometimes when someone strikes you, turn the cheek. I, that's something that's kind of hard for me to walk through. I want to strike back. We must be aware of the laws of the house and the proper way to come in and go out. Have you ever gone to someone's house and they did something different than you? You come under what they do. You don't make them do it your way. 1 Timothy chapter, 13, chapter 3 verse 13 says, But if I am delayed or tarry, I write to you that I may know, may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. This has to do with... Church dealing. Do you know that there are boundaries and um, the Apostle Paul and Scripture has given us 
clear ways to be safe and to be covered and to be under authority in church. You know, it talks about prophesying or tongues. There is order. It doesn't say prophecy and tongues shouldn't come. It says when they come. They should. This kind of stuff, people being healed, people having hands laid on them and their lives changed, people getting free, people getting free of addiction. The Spirit of God speaking directly from heaven right into your heart for this moment, a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, those things should come. But they should come within the order of what God has given us. Not some wild and crazy, uncontrolled fit. This is such a small part of what my message today is about. But there's rules within the church. Let me tell you, when you get in your car, there's rules. You can drive 100 miles an hour. But there are consequences to what you're doing. You can try to buck that system. Many have tried. Maybe you get away with it, maybe you don't. But I will tell you, the Lord sees it. The Lord knows your heart. So many times, even in church, you, you wouldn't say this out loud, but you kind of, I, I feel like someone battling this enemy is, I'll submit to God, I won't submit to you. And let me tell you, that's dangerous. I'm going to close with these three scriptures. Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that, are, that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Church, that word's for no one else but you. We can point it to our boss, we can point it to our pastor, we can point it in every direction. That word is for you. That blessing is for you. Matthew chapter 11. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's so hard to surrender, but when you do, it's so good. It's so good. Finally, Isaiah chapter 9. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice for that time forever, forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. We must as a church, we must as Husbands and wives, we must as families come under the authority of God, come under the authority that God has placed over us. Learn where our walls are. And if something, if there's a spirit inside you that just makes you want to buck that, it's time to get rid of it. Can we just start this morning just by confessing it out? God, I release that spirit of control over my spouse, over my kids. I I release a spirit of control that's trying to control me. Some people step in and try to control you, and they're not in that sphere. We need them to get back to your own. Have you ever heard the expression, tend to your own knitting? You're not in my sphere. 
go away. <laughs> and someone will say to you, hey, you're not in my sphere. Go away. And they're right. All right, will y'all stand with me and I want to pray over you. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. You're the reason we've come. We need your presence. Just ask you right now, Holy Spirit, just to fill us. Let us hear truth. Just ask you, Spirit of God, to soften our hearts. And I just ask you, church, just to be in agreement with me. We just cast out a spirit of control and power, a, a rebellious spirit. Lord, we ask that a spirit of humility just be poured into us, a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. We just ask for forgiveness this morning, Lord, for trying to control areas that we're, we don't have any business controlling. Lord, I ask for clear boundaries. I ask that as we get in your word, church, you need to be in the word. As we get in your word, we see, see clear boundaries of where to run and where not to run. And Lord, that as we stay within those circles, Lord, that you just bless us. You keep us safe. You keep our children safe. Keep our relationships safe. I ask you to bless this church that we would come under the full authority of God and that no spirit of power or control be in this church. I just thank you, Lord. Just want to ask right, real quick before we go, do you know Jesus? Have you ever surrendered to the Lord? Right now, out of your own mouth, just say, I surrender. I give my heart to you, Jesus, and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and change my life. I this day turn to you to follow you, your word, your spirit, your body. If it happens to be your first time, tell someone, tell your small group leader, come and tell a pastor. We want to rejoice with you. We want to help you get your next step. Just thank you, Lord. If you have any prayer needs as I dismiss, please don't leave without asking for help. We just praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God.